Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Old Warlock. I'm Alex. I'm Jim. And welcome to podcast number five. <laughs> Something like that. Of the Old Warlock podcast, episode five. I think there tech- is going to be technically six, but we didn't count the first one because it wasn't very good. It was actually really good. It's just that... It's just that it was bad. No, it was very good. I enjoyed it. I didn't. I had cool sound effects that I added. All I, me. I did like your sound effects. I was and people, very impressed people by were your sound cl- People were clamoring for the sound effects afterwards. Do you know that? Were they? Yeah, they were. They were saying, what happened to the sound effects? Why aren't you doing more sound effects? And I had to keep telling them, well, nobody else liked them here at the old Warlock, and so I had to stop. All right. We're going to divide our followers into two camps. If you missed the sound effects, comment down below, hey, I miss the sound effects. Jim is my favorite warlock. And if you didn't, don't miss the sound effects. You sure you want to do this to yourself? Yeah, I am. Because you're going you're to be positive. sad. And I'm going to be eviscerated. In you're going to be sad and depressed. Yeah. But say, hey, when people Alex come out is on, my favorite warlock. When people come out on Team Jim, they're going to, <laughs> you're going to be really sad. We could get we could put t-shirts on the Spreadshirt shop. Well, I think we should. Team Jim and yeah. Team Alex. Team Jim. I like Team that. Frank. Oh, yeah. Team Zachary. Team Zachary, but just in really small lettering, like right in the middle. Well, no, we, we could do some, we could have Zachary do an artwork of each of us. Mm-hmm. And then if you're on Team Zachary, it would be blank. Because he, oh, he never he, appears in the videos. You've, you've never, no, that's not true. If you're paying attention, you have been able to see him once. When? One time. Well, I, he, well, he appeared on the on the picture, yeah, but he wasn't actually in the video. No, but that's the only. Well, his hand his was hand in the was video. his hand signed the document. But that, if yeah. you want to see what if you want to like see what our videographer looks like, that's the only time you'll ever you've ever seen his face. Because he he has actually told us that he will never appear on camera. Yeah, he doesn't want to be seen on camera. Also, fun fact. Well, go. He's three inches taller than I am, if not more. Yeah, maybe four. Yeah, I, I want to say it's. I want to say it might. Well, no, three. Maybe it might be four. Yeah. You're six three, yeah, yeah. I think he's six six. I don't think he's six seven. Yeah. For context, I am James Harden height, and he is like Jason Tatum height. For all my basketball fans out there, and for those of you who are not basketball fans, Zachary is taller than Alexander. Yeah. Um. This leads me into another topic, not the basketball, but uh, are we doing more more directionless banter well we always open with directionless banter i thought that we asked people if they wanted that no we did i think the majority of people liked the direction well no the majority of people said what podcast because they didn't know we had a podcast well no no i think i think just anecdotally since we since we started asking people episode yeah i like the directionless banter well because it's the best thing that we do it's the only thing it's the only thing we seem to have skills yeah um but we had a conversation the other day in one of our business meetings I'm the chief operating officer for the company. You're the CEO. You're the chief executive officer, and Zachary's the president, El Presidente. But during one of our business meetings, we were talking about uh, whether or not we should call you guys warlocks. Yes. When we close out. Yes. And be like, all right, warlocks. Because, you know, we are the old warlock. That's our company name. But But I I think you were against that, though. I wasn't, I don't know. I wasn't inherently for it initially. Because it seemed kind of corny. Everything we do on yeah, this is that's corny. Why I, that's, why I started, that's why I started to come around towards the end of the conversation, because I think it would kind of fit into our feel, our vibe. So let us know what you think down below. If you guys want to be known as should, the sh- Warlocks. Should we refer to you as Hey Guys, or should we refer to you as Fellow Warlocks? Fellow Warlocks, or Secret Option C, Which is should right. we call you Our Little Warlocks? No, I'm against that. You're against that, that one. That, that's no. too far. That that's that's now that my friends is corny. <laughs> Our little 
Sorry, he didn't mean that. He didn't actually say that. I'm going to edit that out. Pardon me. Excuse us. The old warlock. Excuse you. Not sponsored by Sparkling Ice. At all. No. Okay, I'm going to be honest. We really want to have a sponsor. Not, and, you know, even even if it was just for not like because for okay for <laughs> for anybody out there desperately wanting to sponsor something, it's not because we want money. No, or we don't even <laughs> want free things. It's not that. That's nothing to do with it. We're just you know we talk about lot we talk a lot about being niche internet micro celebrities. And we're very very proud of that. And tiny, tiny niche then, micronet internet. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sorry. Yeah, that. And I think that the next step we both agree in our being tiny in our niche evolution celebrities exactly in our next the next stage of development for us would be to get a sponsorship and to be able to say this video is sponsored by well you know and I would be happy with just saying this video is sponsored by Tim. You know, I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd really like like <laughs> Dave. Really, this video is sponsored by David. I would really be fine with and that. If you, honestly, we should offer that as a service. Just like if you, you don't. Okay, even, no, no. Here's what we do. This is this is what we do right now. Okay. We okay. The first person, the first comment we get on this video that says, "I want to sponsor your next podcast," we're gonna say, "Okay, we'll say it's sponsored by you." It's gonna be sponsored by, and you can say. As long as you keep it clean, you can say whatever name you want to say. You could say I. You, you could know, say a character name. You could say a, like sponsored a world by name. Donald Duck. I don't care. Well, but no, just, we can't do that. Oh, that's right. We can't. Yeah, we couldn't say. Out. We couldn't say beep, Donald that's all Duck just there. But, but you, you, okay, you could again. say you could say Don Duck. Don Duckling. Don. No, I think Don Duck would be fine. Mike, that might work. Mike Mouse. Yeah. You know any other, anything? The first person to respond. We're going to consider you the sponsor. He does not going to cost you anything. Nope. You don't have to pay anything. So those of you who have the notification bells on for our YouTube channel, you're you're in the running really quick. You're in the running right now. So, so just respond. Say I want to be your next. Sponsor. Get down there right now because honestly, if you te- like clicked on the notification right after the after it came up, you are probably one of two people watching this right now. Right. So hit the yeah hit that. How button. about you hop on it? Get yep. down there. We'll wait. Yep. Cool. Okay. So I was going to wait longer. <laughs> you have no faith in us whatsoever, do you? Not even a little bit. What I mean, what were we talking about the other day? We went back um, two nights ago, and we watched. We we okay. We get a lot of joy out of seeing ourselves up on the big screen. So we sat down. <laughs> we're really kind of pathetic. We, <laughs> we sat down and we watched some of the old videos, like on a big TV screen, because you know YouTube app on a smart TV. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, and um, we. Oh, I have to iterate. Not reiterate, iterate, unless you do it again. Uh, what our favorite video probably that we've ever made. This actually, this might not be the case anymore. Well, I think the torch video. Also, go watch the torch video. Yeah, I'm, very, very true. A lot of people have missed our torch video, and we think that was one of the most fun videos we've done. That's that's just good. Like that's a yeah. that that's maybe our highest quality video we've ever made. Which is and, not saying much, granted. Yeah. But for us. I mean, if you're willing to watch our podcast video, yeah. If you're here right now, then the quali- <laughs> the level of quality on the torch video then, is a little higher. Yeah, it's going to be a little level up for you. So yes, I, we again, we will wait again. Pause this now and come back after you've watched the torch video. Yes. Okay. So um, anyway, we were watching the the 50th subscriber celebration that right. we made right 
what was that about a year and a half oh, ago yeah, now like end of 2020 we made the the 50th subscriber 2020 2020 i guess it was about then yeah it was the, yeah. it was it was like christmas time i think it's november of 2020 we made that something right. like that and it was our celebration of getting our 50th subscriber which we were very very excited about oh yeah it took us two years basically to get to that point yeah and we were so proud we were very proud of ourselves and in the um we had a competition at the beginning where we signed a picture of all three of us like we were just talking about and the first five people who commented to enter the drawing we were going to do we were going to select one of them randomly to give them that picture should i give away the goat no 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 okay. no but no. we were just laughing about the fact that there I don't even think we got five people. I think we I had think four, four comments. <laughs> I think we had four people like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, guys. Yeah, I, I would like to win. At least, at least, me. at least in the in the time frame that we yeah, said with, you have to respond. Yeah, because we, we said that we said like within the next week or something yeah. after it was published, you had to. And I think that there were four people out of the five maximum yeah. that we. So yeah, that was funny. Not to say that we would get that many more now, but. Although I think one of my favorite comments of all time, and I can't, it's somebody who makes comments fairly regularly, and I, I know your name, I just can't remember it right offhand, but I'm going to put it on the screen. Um, I'll put it right here. One uh, of my favorite comments out of anything that we've ever received was the comment, I've never been more disappointed in missing out on oh, a contest in my life. Who was that? I can't Hold remember. On. To me, that was... That was just one. Of, that, that was one quick. of the most fun comments we've had. We've had a lot of really cool ones. That, but that was one of the that most fun brought ones. us a lot of joy. That was yeah. really funny. Here, entertain the people for a second. Uh, let's see. Uh, what should I do? I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell a story. Like, I'll talk like Dewey Duck. Like Dewey. Oh God! <clears throat> Buckle up. Brace yourself. I'm a fan kids. of Ducktales, and as you know. Um, Donald Duck comic books, Scrooge comic books, and so one of the things that I've taken from Ducktales. Is I've really worked on developing my Huey, Dewey, and beat him. Louis, Huey, Dewey, and Louie impersonation. All right, I will and, save you uh, from the impersonation if you would like to hear the impersonation. Uh, subscribe sure. to our coffee page. Yeah, or, I guess. No, or, or put a comment in the in, <laughs> down yeah, below. Yeah, comment As you can below. see, we're trying to get comments here. Uh, it, it, it validates. John Frameth. I've never been more disappointed from. And John and John has actually a commented drawing. a lot. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Dot dot dot. Congrats to W. Double unit, the absolute unit that won. Also, congrats on 190 subs, John. Thank you for commenting. After so he was he was in there quite a bit. He was in there quite a bit later. But I just thought it was really funny. Yeah. But we're almost to. I think we're at 1,700 subscribers now. Almost. We like two short or three morning, short or something. I think we were at 1,693. Now, I know we were up to 695 at one point today. Yeah. So, we're so close. yeah. Um, not that you, not that friends. it matters to you, but it matters to us. Tell your friends to watch or people you don't like or people you don't know you know either one works yeah we'll take either one i will say one of my greatest points of pride is is having this youtube channel <laughs> okay <laughs> um now okay as as old retired guy that would be okay for me what you're saying i need you to get out more <laughs> i need you to uh, listen I understand where no, you're coming no, from. No, I, no, I understand I mean, where you're coming from. Fair point. Well, no, but I, you know, at the same time, I shouldn't say that because this guy, you know, over here, it's um, wants me to go out on the I, town. I'm more. not. I'm no, no. I'm just. I'm. I just want you to have higher aspirations. You just don't like me, what, do you? That's no, what it is. That's what it comes down to. No, you're one of my favorite people, but I want you to have higher <laughs> well, I, aspirations. I hope so. <laughs> 
actually your firstborn son. I don't I don't know that many people, so I'm gonna leave right now. Watch him go. Yeah. Here he goes. No, he won't because this is because I don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. (laughs) This is his favorite thing. This is all I have. So what else is happening here? Enough wallowing in self pity. What 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 do we what else do we have? Uh, aside from the fact that you're really tired from work all day. I am a little bit on the tired side. I'm not going to lie to you guys. So if I'm a little goofy this episode, I apologize. This episode? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, don't know what else. We haven't, We and unfortunately, we haven't gotten to play Dungeons and Dragons. We in have a while, not. Um, it's been about a month, I would well, say. It's been longer than that. A month and a half, two months. Since I got sick, we haven't played. Yeah, that's true. It's and been a while. Then and we I haven't been able to damaged myself it. and we haven't played. Yeah. Um,. So hopefully we'll get that in there soon because I've been I've been you've been itching I've been itching to get back into it. You've been itching, yeah. I have. So hopefully we'll figure that out. Oh, one thing that we could we could briefly talk about. Okay. And we might even do a video about this at some point. You lost your microphone there. No, it's still here. Um, incarnate. Yes. Tell the people about incarnate. Incarnate. I I uh, am a big fan. Have been a big fan of Wonder Draft. And Dungeon Draft. And Dungeon Draft, both. It's an Those are both excellent programs put out by the same person for developing interior buildings and also developing continents and things like that. Yeah, so Wonder, Wonder Draft, Draft is more like maps, b- broader world maps. Dungeon Draft is for more towns, buildings, cities, dungeons. Right, and, and I absolutely love both of those programs. Fantastic programs. And I will continue to use Wonder Draft as my world building map making because it is very good thing. and it's very quick and easy they're to both do. very easy to use yes but i decided to pick up incarnate uh recently and it's it's like i think it's 20 you have to pay a subscription for it but i think it's 25 bucks a year uh, yeah that sounds right but wow i mean <clears throat> we've we've developed some really cool stuff well you especially from that because i will say it is a little bit more complicated. Just a bit. Everything, everything yeah. in Dungeon Draft and, and Wonder Draft is very simple, straightforward. Yeah. It's right there, and it, you don't really need any like tutorials or anything right. like that to understand it. I haven't had a chance to go through the actual incarnate tutorials yet, but you have, and right. you've made some very, very cool stuff. Well, and I, that kind of stuff, it comes pretty easy to me. I mean, I've been tinkering around with, with, Photoshopy computer, yeah, yeah, yeah stuff yeah. for years and years. And so that came along pretty quickly to me. But I, in all honesty, once you've once I run, I'll run a couple of things, run you through a couple of things on it. Yeah, uh, it's a very it's a very simple program. It's different from Dungeon Draft. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. But it's got some really cool stuff in it. But I've been making some things here recently, and we are, I'm actually making things interiors, building interiors and things from. Mm-hmm. Um, Stuff that's that's actually exists in my world, and we might end up making some of that stuff available here at some point. We might not, to, you know. For some reason, I keep thinking I'm looking at the camera, and I'm definitely. I keep not. looking at the screen I keep above up. It. Yeah, so yeah. if it looks like you know when somebody's looking at your forehead, instead or they're of looking, staring off into space like idiots. Yeah, that's us. Uh, so, but we you know, do that a lot anyway. Yeah, so we're, we're just you stupid. wouldn't be able to tell. Not to give away the goat too much, um, but yeah, we are planning on on hopefully releasing some of our own maps content buildings dungeon type things that you guys might be able to might be able to pick up here at some point so keep your eyes peeled for that yeah we'll let you know uh it'll be stuff that's primarily from my world yeah because i'm going to be using it in my world anyway and we thought well yeah we're making this it's pretty cool why not not make it available to other people if they're interested anyway but but that's that's not the reason i brought it up it's just because 
Incarnate is a really cool program. It is a very cool program. Definitely recommend at least checking it out. Look at, because I believe there's a free version. There is. You you can get a on, trial version. There's there's a free version that doesn't have access to all the graphics. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and you can only save I think so many things. One of the kind I'm I'm of two minds of it. But one of the things that I do like in some instances is that it's an online program, so I can fire up pretty much any computer. Making sure it's still running. Uh, I can fire up pretty much any computer yeah. that has access to the internet, Just and I can pull my stuff up and play around and build stuff. Yeah. Whereas with Wonder Draft or Dungeon Draft, it's you know the, it's a program, the files it's are download, saved on yeah. your. Yeah. You, I mean, you can still download the the things that you're making to your computer, but most of the things that you're going to be working on reside on their website. Yeah. And that's actually a good thing, but it's also kind of scary at the same time because yeah. you have to make sure you constantly download your files because I don't want to lose my stuff, but that's the way I am. The other thing we could talk about, do you <clears> want <throat> to tell the people what came in the mail today or do you no. not want to I, wa I want today? to wait on that. Okay. I want to wait on that. Okay. Yeah. I, I see. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's something we think we're is really cool. Very we're excited. very excited. We're very excited about something so, that just got in the mail today. We will, we'll talk about that at a later date. Okay. We will officially talk about that later. But anyway, yeah, Incarnate's the only thing that I've been... Well, no, it's not. Okay. Because I got something else in the mail. Yeah, you, yeah, you did. How could we forget? It's right here in front of it's us. It's right in front of me. I finally got a complete set of... For those of you who are just listening to this podcast, I am holding up Volume 1 of the Wizard's Spell Compendium. Mm -hmm. which that was, he is. Which was put together in 1990. 1997, this was released. And this has all of the, this plus the other three volumes, which I also have and that I also purchased. Um, it has all of the wizard's spells collected from rule books, campaign settings, supplements, adventures, and magazines dating back to 1975 up to 1997. Quite the purchase. Let me just, let me delve here briefly. Also, before you get into it, this what? just reminds me, you remember that list I made like two years ago? Of every Dungeons and Dragons yes. book yes, I do remember ever. That. I still never I still haven't finished that. I I decided to make a list of every D and D book or D and D adjacent book that was ever written and then like put the average price of them on the internet in there and I did it, it's still going. It's taking me a while. There's a lot of books, it turns out. There's a out. lot of material that yeah. that could be purchased. Yeah. I will never have a complete set. Someday when you inherit all of these, <laughs> you will be well on your way. But but let, let, let me read, Just I'm just going to randomly yeah, pull take out a, look a at couple one of, these of spells. spells here. One of these, let's see. You're not being very random. You just did that to me once when we were on the podcast. I know, so I and you're just being a problem. Yeah. Take after my dad. Okay, I'm going to just look at the book and choose Dancing Shadows. Okay. Uh, this is a second level illusionist spell. Range of 30 yards. Nice. Area of effect is a 30-foot cube. Now, upon casting this spell, the wizard creates a dancing pattern of flickering lights and shadows in the area of effect. All creatures in the area must save or suspel or be disoriented while there or for two rounds after leaving the area. Disoriented creatures suffer a minus two penalty to attack rolls, saving throws, and proficiency checks. Missile attacks made into or through the area are also penalized. Um... Let's see here. A thief who successfully saves gains a plus 20% bonus to the thief hide in shadows ability while in the area of dancing shadows. Not bad at all. This came from Polyhedron Magazine, which was very early in 
Well, it actually went on for quite some time, actually, now that I think about it. I quite like that spell. I think that's a good spell. And I will say highlights the underrated nature of the illusionist I'm, oh i love the illusionist that's that's one of my favorite classes one play. of y- my favorite characters of yours that is also one of the characters i hate more than anything is yes, it is a it is a like hate relationship yeah is an illusionist and that is it's, ganog? A, it's a very powerful well, yeah ganog ganog the gnome ganog the gnome yes yeah ganog the g- <laughs> ganog yeah ganog is um evil he's quite the character I have wanted to kill Ganog many times. This is one of the few uh, the few times that we actually are both players at the same time. Yes, it's in it's in a friend of ours world that we play in, and I I don't know, but I I really love the Illusionist when it's taken seriously and played as an Illusionist and not just as an, like an adjacent magic user. Right, it's a right. very cool class of character. Well, and, I don't think it's used enough. And Ganog is an Illusionist assassin. Yes, I. And the and the reason for that is because I, I love to play character classes that make other people hate you. Well, yeah, that too. But I also like to play character classes that use multiple abilities. Yeah. And to me, what better type of assassin could there be than an illusionist assassin? Uh, because you could you basically you can cause people to kill themselves. Yeah. Which is very dark. And no, there's no evidence left behind. Yeah, exactly. Once the illusion is gone... Then it's over. It's over. Nothing was ever there. And I will say, the assassin, also a very underrated character. Yeah. That I think so. A very underrated character class that I think it's also swept under the rug. Because there are some AD&D character classes that we think are kind of dumb. Like well, the acrobat. Well, and I think that most of those come out of what I would call D&D 1.5. And that is anything yes, that anything came out of the... And of Tharkana, yeah. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the classes in there we don't even allow to be played. Well, we allow them. The barbarian doesn't. You can't you play have, the barbarian in my oh, world. Oh, in your world, okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, they're a little too powerful. They're they're just they're out of control. And the cavalier is barely a different class. I struggle to see how the cavalier is really bad. Right. I mean, I do, I don't think that if you want to play a a warrior that has cavalier like tendencies, then to play a warrior that has cavalier like tendencies, yeah, it, you don't need special abilities. To it do just that. seems like a paladin with I think more hit points and no god. Something I don't remember the exact um, yeah, benefits I, I, of being I've a cavalier because we've never been a cavalier. We've never played them. No. We've never had them in my campaign. Yeah, if I want to ride a horse, then I'll get a horse. I don't know how we got off on that subject. I don't know because um, it was the illusionist, the illusionist, the illusionist the assassin to the yeah. Let me pull another another spell. Is this one going to be random? Because basically, because basically, <laughs> I am just showing off the fact that I have a complete set of the wizard's spell compendium. I also picked up the. First, co- the first volume of the priest's spell. I thought I got the first two. Was no, it just I got the first, the first one? one. So I've uh, got to find, I think, three more of those. Absolutely, you do. I encourage this completely because you know you're going to get them someday when I die. No, that's that would be mercenary of me. That's it, yeah, I know. Okay, I'm, yeah. Uh, random spell, random spell, random spell, random spell. Ah, let's see. Immunity to undeath. Wow, level nine spell. I don't think I would, just from what it sounds like, I wouldn't want to be immune to undeath because that sounds like you're immune to life. Well, let's, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Let, let me read this. This spell creates a globe that moves with and is centered on the caster. The perimeter of this protected area glows with a very faint blue-white radiance, visible only in gloomy or dark surroundings. All creatures can freely pass into and out of the globe. Within the globe, all beings are rendered immune to undead energy-draining attacks. I kind of there you go. Seems pretty strength draining attacks, mental control, and all undead powers that cause fear, paralyzation, aging, or death, such as a banshee whale, 
Ooh. The undead can be turned as usual. So it's a level nine spell, though. But if yeah, you, I would have. You know, I was going to say if you're, if you're heading into a scary tomb or a grave area or a barrow cemetery, you might get somebody to cast one of these on yeah. some sort of a magical item that you could take with you. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't banshee whales kill you? As I remember, yeah, banshee whales, you just die. I think that's just like, yeah, yeah. Within the globe, physical attacks by undead creatures inflict normal physical damage. Undead cannot voluntarily change form. For example, a vampire cannot turn into a gaseous form. Uh, nor can undead creatures such as zombies be animated. Shadows and other hard-to-discern undead are clearly outlined at all times while within the globe and are vulnerable to all weapons. So this is in a 40-foot radius. So you'd be kind of a powerhouse having this cast on you as you walk through the army of the undead, as it were. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, cool spot. I, I will say, just reading that made me realize, uh, some of you may have seen the, the video uh, about why you need to lose levels, our thoughts right. about the undead. Right. That is the equalizer yes. in all of this. Magic yes. and the nature of the undead are the equalizer in Dungeons & Dragons because right. like my main character in your world usually has a negative six armor class and he can fly. So physical damage is not what i'm ever worried about but the constant threat of that of the undead of the undead and right. of spells being cast on me that's what still makes me vulnerable well and of course i hate to tell you but all of that that high that's why he's building a safe room and he's never going to leave <laughs> fair enough I'm, I'm removing a lot i mean magical things have gotten out of control in my world in some instances and so i have worked yes. up a situation where most of it is going away and that makes me very sad. Back to where it should be, back to where we used to play it. Um, so, yeah. But. yeah, I, I have I, I have to ask, have you done the rolls on my magic items yet? No, I'm going to let you do that. Yeah, I figured you would. I am, oh, man. That way you are the, the master of your own destiny. That's why I'm putting off playing that character, because I know that that's going to happen at yep, some point. Because you're going to have to roll a percentage chance of your oh, stuff. Nice. Basically, so of your cool things stuff. having a, a saving throw and, and making it. Because there are like three things that if I lose them, I'm. It'll be sad. I'm gonna start a riot. I'm gonna form a union with <laughs> players a players <laughs> union with the other players in your world and we're gonna demand better treatment. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll see how management takes that. Yeah, not to make things political, <laughs> sorry guys, but um what was I going oh, um but one of the things and for people who complained, well, you know, it just seems to me that it's really terrible. There were people who complained in our video that, that you have to lose levels in D&D. Yeah, that was one of the other videos where some people were not happy. So and and we got a lot of people who were saying, well, it just seems terrible that you would lose levels. They're hard-earned, and I just think that that sucks. And I guess that this is, you know, that kind of a spell. That's one of the ways, you, you know, in my campaign, you never willingly just rush into a place where you know there's undead. You, you just don't do if it. If you are... Being smart, you don't do that. Right. But if you have to, spells like that, you need to have preparation. Yeah, you have You've to plan. got to prepare. You've got to plan. And to me, that's an that's an integral part of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And that planning process will get you through an encounter with the undead. And mm -hmm. spells like the one I just read, those are the kinds of things that you should be trying to find before you say, you know what? We've got to go in and we've got to rescue so and so from this colony of vampires. Yeah, you know, you got to think ahead. Yeah, because I remember when, even when Zachary and I first started out playing the game, planning out what we were going to do was 
the most fun aspect of oh, it. Oh yeah. Far not away. even not even actually playing the game. And Far granted away. we were I was like twelve when this was the case, but like just getting the like the shopping guide out of the player's hand. Oh yeah, and that's like, so oh, much we're fun. gonna get this, this, that's... this, and then we're gonna do all this stuff. Well and then you make your wish list. Yeah. You know, I was like, well, yeah. but then if we can find if I can only find four hundred gold, I can get this, you know, yeah. and that's that to me oh yeah. The goal was time. to always purchase a warship because buying that's like the biggest thing you can buy. Like hundred and fifty thousand gold or fifty thousand. Like, like I, I, I don't it's know, a, it's a, a lot. Yeah. But um but yeah, that was always the that was always the goal and I have yet to do it. Anyway. Anyway. Um this however brought me to thinking of another thing that I came across and this is okay. kind of our quasi directionless banter. I was talking to John the other day. Hi John, if you're watching. Yeah, and John John is one of the oldest he's one of my oldest friends for one thing, but he's also one of the people who has played with me longer than anybody else. Although we haven't played in years. No, I can't even but we think still of the last time you did. I can't even I can't either. But we we still talk about D D all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a it's a regular conversation with us. Yeah. John is probably far and away the best player I've ever played the game with. Ouch. And I, I'm sorry to say that, but he really is. He's, he's, yeah. From what you've told he me, he's really far is. and away better than I am. Uh, well, he's not, it's not. And a lot of that is just to do with wisdom and experience. But he is just an excellent player. Because I'm unwise and inexperienced, apparently. <clears throat> You're 22. 22. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, <laughs> but... John came up with a really cool idea the other day, and he said, you know, you really ought to think about integrating this into your campaign. It's a character class. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't really settled on a name, because once he's, well, he'll toss out the idea, I'll take it and refine it a little bit. He'll refine it even more, and we'll kick it back and forth until at some point we come to a conclusion about what it should be. But the character class was something akin to um, an expert. And... The expert. Oh, you, you told me about this. Yeah. Yeah. The the expert could be in any one of a number of different things. But the the point of being the expert, and I don't like that term, but and I think we came up with another term, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Uh, the point being for an expert is that you become an expert in a particular subject, and so you might become an expert in ogres, and your job as um, as an individual in the game, is to become completely versant in. Good word. Thank you. I don't know if it's real or not. I don't it know sounds if it is, really but cool. It sound, yeah. To become completely versant or well versed <clears throat> or completely knowledgeable of, say, ogres. Mm-hmm. And so your adventures and your desires for moving forward and for accomplishing things revolve around going and observing ogres, reading up on ogres. Uh, understanding everything that ogres do, ogre culture, ogre anatomy, ogre physiology, uh, the ecosystems that ogres live in, et cetera, et cetera. And suddenly you become, your goal is to become the expert in ogres. And once you become the expert in ogres, Mm -hmm. then you often can get hired by people who maybe they have to go and battle ogres or maybe they have a problem with ogres and they need advice on how to get rid of said ogres. Uh, or how to work with ogres, or how to what? But if you know, you become the center of knowledge for a particular subject matter. I think that's a great idea. I think it is as well. But then I remember the thing that you and I talked about adjacent to that is that say you did become you know the expert on ogres, then you would start to value. There's a chance you could start to value ogres. True. For what they were and their their cultures and their like familial relationships, the family dynamics and things like that that other people wouldn't. 
and you would be misunderstood because of your which could lead to really interesting adventures exactly absolutely because you're you like you may hate ogres originally you may come to care about them and want to protect them because you don't think that they're you know or being persecuted justifiably something like that or vice versa you might become someone who absolutely despises an ogres, ogre murderer and you will want to see ogres exterminated off the face of the planet yeah so i mean there's a lot of options Anyway, but I just thought I'd bring that up. And we're, we're going to look into that a little bit more in the as the podcasts go by. Yes. Because I thought it was a great idea. Yeah, I think that is a good idea. I do like that one. Done with wizard spells? I think that's a good amount of wizard spells. We've got, we have many, many more to bring out to you. Let us know your favorite wizard spells down in the comment section below. Or if you have a wizard spell that you've made up, let us know about that too. We're always happy to steal ideas. Well, no... We're always happy to borrow ideas. Happy to borrow ideas. Yes, we're happy to use your ideas in tandem with you. Yes. Anyway, um, something that we were talking about last time, last podcast, uh -huh. was the specialty mages. That last podcast was a great thumbnail. You know, you and Zachary mocked my thumbnail. And I didn't think there was anything wrong with my thumbnail. There now, wasn't anything wrong with your thumbnail. Well, why are you mocking my thumbnail? Not my thumbnail, my the thumbnail, the thumbnail that I created for, for the podcast, the um, video, yeah, for th for that video, for the last podcast video, and for the um, it was the video on the Encyclopedia Magica, yeah, it was the 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 lost episodes of the old old warlock that we put together, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Um, you did both of the thumbnails for those videos, and Zachary was very very angry with you for he making was, those thumbnails. He was upset because you guys may notice a lot of the thumbnails that we put out for the videos on this channel are pretty darn good. They're very high quality. Those are the ones I make. Not to brag. Yeah, no, they're not. But no, I just thought that was funny. Anyway, continue, please. I just don't want to talk to either one of you anymore. I know. I threw those together in about eight minutes. And they look great. They worked fine. They did. We got a thousand views. Well, in that's, the what last Zachary, <laughs> that's what makes Zachary mad. Said he complained about the thumbnail, and then I had to, of course, point out, yeah, but look at how many views look at we've got. Views got. That one. got a thousand so, views. Yeah. Anyway, um, the last time that we talked. Uh, on a podcast, we did a little bit of a discussion about Imagine Magazine, and we pulled out some monsters. We had the Canopic Shade. We did. And that Big was fan. a really cool monster, and I thought I would bring up one more here. This is semi-random. Um, this is called the Jebeth, and again, this is from Imagine Magazine. And I kind of like this one. Um, this is a, it's a, well, let me just read it. The Jebeth is an insubstantial, malevolent spirit that can only be released into the world as the result of powerful and misguided magic. Love that. Big I think fan. That, that's really cool. Uh, when a magic user casts a summoning spell of some type, a spell involving any of the planes, or an animate dead spell, there is a 1% chance that a Jebeth will be accidentally involved. Okay, that 1% is way too low. That, I figured that, you were going to take issue that, with that. Yeah, that needs to, it needs to be, be 50 I think it's like 75% chance, personally. But but you're evil. Yeah. Actually, I think that a 5% chance would be a much better idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're never going to get the one. Uh, let's see. It is, uh, in its insubstantial form, a Jebeth attacks by touch. If it strikes its victim, and that victim has an intelligence of 10 or less, the Jebeth enters the victim's mind, gaining total control of the victim's body in the process. Um, if the attack is successful, the Jebeth makes itself at home and then is raised to eight and and then is raised to eighteen as the creature's natural willingness takes command. Wiliness, sorry, wiliness takes command. 
The victim is entitled to a saving throw versus magic wands, and if this is successful, the Jebeth cannot attack again that day. Once in a body, the Jebeth can use all the abilities and skills that its victim had before it took over, including any weapon handling skills and spells that were memorized at the time of the initial attack. Um, goes on and on. Jebeth in possession of a body can still attack, but it can now restrain itself so as to cause less damage to a target. Um... A Jebeth has one particular ability that is more terrifying than any other. At times of stress, when wounded, for example, there is a one in six chance that the creature's features, creature's features, creature features, will start to fade. The process takes three rounds in total, at the end of which the face will be completely blank. <gasps> Anyone witnessing such a change should save or suspell or suffer the effects of a blight spell due to the unnerving prospect of an opponent's features altering without apparent reason. I like that. Because I think there's, you know, there's a very strong chance that you wouldn't know that one of your companions had been taken over by this thing. Yes. Yeah. And then it could basically it goes around as kind of a doppelganger and does what it wants to do. Yeah. But if it gets upset, the face disappears. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know that there's something. <laughs> something's up. Something's gone really, really wrong. Right. So I, I thought that was a cool monster. No, I do like that quite a bit. That's all you have to say. That's 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 all I really have to say. So I, I, I don't know. No, I. I like monsters more in that variety of being dangerous. I think that there's a lot of focus in all of the manuals on there's a big scary thing with nasty pointy teeth that's big, gonna get you. Nasty and it's teeth. like you know that that's that's great. But I like things like that that when they are implemented creatively and properly, yes. Yes. will add to the storyline and will make things more. It'll spice things up. It'll make things more interesting because yes. then you're you're not always worried about getting hit with something like getting punched. You can have to you have to worry about these other things too, and that's going to make you like we were saying earlier prepare more for what you're going to have to do right. in your adventure, and you're going to be more cognizant of everything going on around you. Yeah, I think that that's really that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, that, that, and that's those are exactly the kinds of monsters that I like. Yes, which so, pains me deeply because my small brain is still only worried about swords. Well, no, but it, it, I, I struggle to diversify my concern sometimes. Oh, I don't understand. You're, you're, you're only concerned about swords. I mean, I'm that okay. I'm not only concerned about swords, but mo a lot of the time, I will find myself getting caught up and being concerned about physical danger. Gotcha. Oh, than, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, then, then the, then the conniving the, monsters, the, the cunning the, monsters. The, yeah, the evil things that you hide in the darkness to wait for me. Which is like. 50% yeah, the, the 80% mind flares. I do you even have mind flares in your world? I have like two. I figured it would be low no, because two. we don't use psionics. Nope. Um spoiler alert. Yeah, for those of you who someday play in my campaign, you won't have to worry too much about mind flares. Um but I like the concept of the mind flare. Yeah, I do as well. I was just wondering how they would be implemented because that's like all they do. Well, there is there are attacks, I think, that the Mind Flayers do that are not necessarily psionic-based attacks. Well, because they're, they're just super powerful magic users as well. Yeah, so they're, they're nasty anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Like, yeah, I've only got two in my entire campaign. Are they? Do you want to tell me their names? Uh, no, and I'm not going to tell you where they live either. Okay. Because then you can avoid that area, and that's not going to happen. One of the other things that we talked about last time was Different Worlds magazine. Indeed. Uh, very early magazine, and we had talked about specialty mages. Mm -hmm. And yes, I said I would did. continue that with that series. Yeah, I, I thought they were kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Let's go over a couple more of those by Mike Gunderloy. Yes, I loved Mike Gunderloy's name. That was, yes. Good I name, yeah. yeah. And we had the, last time I think it was the Mages of Earth and the Mages of Water. If we're These were specialty mages 
that focused on particular elements, and they had spells accordingly um, that they ended up using Think to Avatar. the exclusion of other things. Yeah. Think Avatar. Last Airbender. Specialty. Like what? What? Ooh, what? The Earth Benders, you know, and the water. Oh yes. Benders. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm that right. was how I compared it. Billy, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Billy doesn't watch the videos. Bill, tell your son to watch the videos. <laughs> anyway, the next of, of Mike Gunderloy's, was it Mike Gunderloy? Yeah. Yes, Mike Gunderloy's creations were the Mages of Light. And their description, these are the Illuminati selected by the forces of good and initiated from, the er, from earliest childhood into the mysteries of light, the essence of good. They travel the world using their mastery of and patronage by light to aid and befriend those in need. They fight against evil in all of its guises and exist mainly to wipe the vestiges of dark off the earth. They are strongly organized into a quasi-religious guild, and one light mage will always come to the aid of another no matter what the danger. So, kind of cool. I kind of like that. Uh, level 1 spells. Read magic, detect magic, phantasmal force, detect invisible um, as D&D magic user. Mm -hmm. But they also have sunbeam. This spell has the range and two hit modifications of an arrow shot from a short bow by a fighter of the same combat class as the mage. It travels in a straight line from the caster to the target and does 1d4 damage per three levels of the caster. It does damage only if it hits and the save is failed. There's also light barrier. Uh, this spell provides armor class 3 versus normal attacks and armor class 6 versus missiles by dazzling the eyes of those who view the protected person. Uh, they can cast light equal to full daylight. Covers a 20-foot radius, um, plus a certain amount equal to the caster's level. For, and that's how many turns that it will last. But that could be really valuable in the middle of a dungeon. Somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's detect illusion. Uh, you can detect all illusions and phantasms. And then anti-shadow affects one person. Removes the person's shadow completely. Hmm. That could actually be very beneficial to thieves and things like that. Oh, yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. Uh, second level spells, invisibility, mirror image, continual light, javelin of light, which is similar to the arrow of light or sunbeam, uh, light blind, ropes of light that, oh, light bind, ropes of light that bind 1d4 creatures as a rope of entanglement. No so effect on those over four. It's just level. Wonder Woman. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And protection from light. Uh, colored light creates an eight foot in diameter globe of colored light. The caster, in any color the caster wishes, it has no effects, but looks very much like a prismatic wall. Hmm. And then telescope gives one person ten times range and acuity of vision. So that's second level spells for the Mage of Light. So there's a bunch of other ones in there, but I I think that that's a that'd be a no. I cool I, thing to I do. like that. There's just just the description of it gives me the 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 you know how people say that lawful good isn't the best good yeah neutral that good you is, can is be the best, yeah. that 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 seemed reminiscent of like wiping out all kinds of darkness from the world very non-bending sure. sure um very dogmatic uncompromising yeah. yeah sort of view of 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 the world from their perspective and i think that could be cool yep well and then the other side of that of course is the mages of dark the next mage specialty mage shocker uh when they learned of the light mages, the powers of evil were disturbed, and so they formed and nurtured their own evil brotherhood of the dark mages. These are trained in the mastery of darkness and evil, and they roam the world bringing death and despair to all they meet. The fi they fight the light mages in any way that they can. 
Their brotherhood is strong and close, and one dark mage will always aid another no matter what the price. They are secretive, and the populace, populace generally hates them. Alignment is always lawful evil. So the Jedi and the Sith, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. And then they have very similar spells. It's just opposite spells of the Mage of Light. So well, I mean, I, th- I think that's I think that would be I think that would be a fun thing to implement. Yeah. In a yeah. small way, I think that would be a cool thing to have. Right. I wouldn't want to have kicking it all... around in the background of of a world. Or, but at the same time, I can see that as being, um, a major, a major event. Yeah. You know, where. The you know the mages of light get out of control, or the mages of darkness get out of control. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, I could also see it being the big historical yes. aspect to a world. Yes, where there was a big war between them or something. Right. In a past age, we've got several more of these. I'm not going to go into them now. We'll save them for the next podcast. But there, we've got several more in this particular magazine that we will we will discuss. Continue with. Yes. And I I hate to be this guy, but we have been going for about 45 minutes, oh, which geez. is usually our. That's our cutoff. That's our, that's our that's our bedtime. Yeah. Well, that's it. And that's why, not why I'm cutting off here the different worlds. Well, let's do one random magic item and then we're done. And then we'll call it quits because we know you guys love the magic item. Uh, pick a number between one and four. Uh, come on, come on, come on. 4.3. Come on, come on. That's not a number between one and four. That's outside the range. I'm sorry. 3.3. Math, math wizard over here. Well, we're going to go with book number three, since you are so bad at math. Okay. I get it from someone I know. <laughs> yeah, your mother is just so bad at I math. know. She's terrible at math. I can hardly believe it. Okay. Random. Ra- I'll do it randomly. Here Random magical okay. item. Okay, here Drum we roll. go. Oh, let's look at, what are these? These are rings. Okay. So we're going to do the ring of no did you just open up the ring of regeneration i did and i'm not gonna do the ring of regeneration fun fact about the ring of regeneration there is only one in your world yep and i have not yet found it (laughs) (laughs) that's a very strong point (laughs) well this is the ring of readiness Experience point value, 2,000. Gold piece value, 10,000. This came from the Complete Fighter's Handbook. I think those were AD&D 2nd Edition things. Total aside, that's what they should call engagement rings. Ring of regeneration? Ring of readiness. Because you're ready. I, I could to... say other things, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Because your mother, your mother might watch the video, and then she'll... Kill you? Beat me like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, he is kidding. <laughs> he is kidding. My wife's wonderful. She, she puts up with me. She's got, she's got a, she's got a long, slow fuse. It's <laughs> still burning. It's been burning for a couple decades now. Anyway, the ring of readiness. This magical item consists of two plain iron rings, one suitable to be worn on a finger and one larger, some two inches in diameter. The larger ring is to be placed on some item. It can be sewn into or bolted onto a set of armor. It can be placed upon the pommel of a weapon. This I'm getting a good feeling about this one already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very in, creative. In which case it shrinks until it fits snugly. It can be attached to any item of personal gear weighing less than 100 pounds. When the larger ring is attached to an object and the smaller ring is worn by a character, the character needs only to utter the magical word inscribed on the inside of the smaller ring. When this is done, if the other ring is within 10 miles, it instantaneously, instant, instantaneously, instantaneously, uh, it immediately transports the object to the character. If the, char- if the item attached to the other ring is a weapon, it will appear in his hand. 
if the item is a suit of armor, it appears on the character. If the character is already wearing a suit of armor, it appears next to him or her. If the item is something else, it appears in a fashion dictated by the DM. A crown will appear on a character's head, while a sewing machine would appear on the ground or floor, for instance. If the item attached is to the larger ring is more than 10 miles away, nothing happens. I quite like that. This is really cool. That could be very, very useful. Well, I and I immediately picture um, you're going in. It, it's almost like the Luke Skywalker ending, entering Jabba the Hutt's place, you know? Oh, yeah. You yeah. go in, you know, dressed in a you know peasant outfit with no weapons, and they check you and make sure. But you go in as soon as you get inside. Wah, you know, you've got yeah. your vorpal in your hand, and you decapitate the head of De- the thief's Decapitate Jabba or the... Uh... The, remember the scene from the fourth Harry Potter where he's like trying to get his he's trying to get his broom down to him. Yes, he's fighting the yes, dragon. Right. Same kind Same of thing. thing. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, living things are not transported. Once some of these objects may not be sent back, this is a one-way trip. The rings may be used any number of times. They do not wear out. Many heroes use this magical item so that they never lose their weapons. If the hero finds his sword disarmed in combat, he can call it to his hand in the next round. I quite like that. Some con artists use it to run a scam. They'll secretly attach the larger ring to some great item of treasure. Oh, this is that, good. There it is. They'll secretly attach the larger ring to some great item of treasure, sell it to a dealer, skip town with the dealer's money, and then summon the treasure back. <laughs> I like yeah. that. There we go. Big fan of that. This is a good tactic until the vengeful dealer catches up with the creative thief. But, you know, if I got a 10-mile head start, you're not There's catching There's nothing me. catching you. These are the Middle Ages. Exactly right. Anyway, quite like I that. I think that's actually quite cool. Good magical item. Great magical this item. I got to remember that one. This episode. Yes. So that's all I've got. If we're up at like fifty minutes, we got to shut this. Yeah, bad we boy really down. do. It's it's also bedtime for our good buddy Alexander over here. So he needs he needs a lot of beauty sleep. You can't tell looking at me, but no, he needs a lot of beauty sleep. So yeah, that's all I've got. <laughs> Yes. Yes, indeed. That's all you have. It is. Um, um, what else to wrap up here? Um, I got nothing. We'll talk about similar things in the next podcast. We've actually had some good suggestions from people about subjects to make videos about. Yes, absolutely. And there's some things that we're going to, we've, I think we're now finally able to do one of the big things that we were hoping to do this summer. And I think hopefully we'll get that done in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. One of the big video ideas we wanted to do. So keep your eyes out for, for another big kind of torch video like project. Outdoors. We're going to be spending a lot of time. Yeah. Outdoors. Another outdoors hands-on type video so we're gonna do something again like that so thank you guys for for tuning in and for staying with us if you're still here at the end well done thank you for bringing that average view duration up for us yeah we, we, appreciate, we appreciate it you guys are the best uh so i'm alex i'm jim check all the links in the description below to all of our stuff website shirts uh that's it, that's uh, it coffee now page. yeah coffee, coffee page instagram all of our social media all that stuff uh go take a look at that yeah and we'll see you next time around keep your sword on free bye bye